Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. What up, Knicks fans? And what? is a Barry. Motherfucking D! Mm. What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, a.k.a. Landerson Hooper. The newsman is here, as exciting as ever. Yeah. Pumped up? Oh, super pumped for tonight's episode. Super pumped. On a level what? What are you at right now? I think right now I'm coming at a level five or six. Oh! Right now, just listen to my voice. I mean, don't wow. you think there's a little bit more there? There is. Than usual? Yeah. And just hours after being at a 10 all day. It's got to be tough. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> right, right, nobody's guys. buying that, right? That is a 10. No, nobody. Uh-uh. We even talked about it at the Labor Day barbecue, and the wives were laughing about it. Even your oh, own wife doesn't it. believe that you're a 10 at school. <laughs> yeah. How about that Labor Day? I got assaulted by Barry's wife with mace. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry's wife just know. starts spraying bug spray on all of us without asking. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't even think, I don't even know if that works for bees. Definitely not advertised. She, 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 first of all, I'm saying they're holding my daughter and then all of a sudden someone starts spraying my arms and her legs <laughs> and it's your wife. She thought she was doing you a favor. And she had a she theory that if, if everybody put on this bug spray, the bugs wouldn't come anywhere near the area. It's a theory. <laughs> Don't ask. Yeah. Craig Lord was like, no, 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 I don't want bug spray on me. Don't spray me. So did you. You were like, I've never <laughs> yeah, used bug spray in my whole I life. Hate, I hate bug spray. You've never I used bug smell, spray? I hate the smell. I'm sure I, ha- I hate the smell. I hate the feel of it on your skin. It's disgusting. You were Same. not happy. No. Same. I uh-uh. agree. That particular bug spray wasn't as offensive as like off or like some of those other bug sprays. This was probably like an organic one. It wasn't as as bad. But But yeah, I see where you're coming from. And it should be your choice. Your body. That's right. Choice, yeah. That's right. Your my body, body, your my choice. choice. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Oh, what? What is? <laughs> first she steals. Chris, first she steals white elephant presents. Right. That's the way and she now rolls. She's just she doesn't ask. All willy nilly, just spraying stuff with whatever people with whatever she wants. Jordana gets right. what Jordana wants. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Does she listen to this? No. No, no, no way. way, no way. All right, well, if she, if you do, Jordana, you go leave a fucking review wherever you listen <laughs> or a rating. All right, and please subscribe to the one podcast where when one door closes, guys, another one opens. Jay, hit that sexy music. Now, last week, we talked about our relationship with Clarkson Avenue being on hold as they try to resurrect their business, right? Yes. So we're in the market. I, I don't, we need, we need another sexy baked good to get on this show. <laughs> I, I don't, I need to play this music no? every week. So listen to this. Dr. Dickey called. Listen okay. to voicemail number one. Play, Jay. Y'all asked how the trucking gig was going. I got a new career. I moved to Alabama about six months ago, out here in Birmingham. And I'm slinging cookies for Crumble Cookies. Uh, my parents bought a franchising, and uh, I started as a dishwasher. And actually, uh, six months later, this week, I got named as assistant manager. Been working my way up, so things are going well over here. That is all. Dr. Dickey, we need... Crumble cookies. Do we not need... 
some of that crumble cookie in our <laughs> lives? Can you talk to your parents and get us a promo code or something just so we can keep this going? <laughs> right, Barry? Was it close? I don't know. You don't feel bad? You don't feel bad about the relationship that you have with Clarkson <laughs> for three or whatever years, and then you go not even yeah, to like a, a totally break. different place. You go from, from Clarkson Crumb K Company to a company called Crumble. Crumble, yeah, it's perfect. It's like parading your new girl, you know, right around the old one. Listen, what are we supposed to not enjoy ourselves for the next several months? I mean, you may want to take this opportunity right, to try say, something new, something different. Let's say your girl... They're going to the same same type. Your girl breaks her leg really bad and she's in traction at the hospital mm. for months. What are you supposed to do? Well, she did say it was okay to see other people. You know? Did she? Did she say that? She sort of intimated that. I think she would be happiest. And by she, I'm talking about crumb cakes. If we did see other baked goods. Yeah, but maybe not other crumb type goods. Other goods that don't have crumbs? Or she's going to be yeah. offended because it has crumb in it? All right, this I mean, is that's so, the so same ridiculous. ballpark. Dr. Dickey, call us. Let's set up a meet. I just uh, I just Googled it. There's some some good looking cookies here. It's a big, brand, it's it's a, a big uh, chain of cookies. It says they change every week. There's a French toast cookie here, which looks spectacular. Oh, did you finish yet? But my question is this. Did you not hear me? Is, Did you fucking finish I heard what you said. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, ignoring, I'm that. ignoring that. There is a big load of what looks like some cream right in the middle, though. Oh, oh here, here he goes. Right in the here middle. Here he goes. <laughs> Jumps right in there. Big load. It's already got the cream. It doesn't need you, Blandy. Guys, oh. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, events, and more with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. I love how they say even golf. This has got to be old ad copy. <laughs> Why? Because, because the NFL season's starting this week, and like that would be like the headline. It said same same ad as last week. Hmm. So that's what we're rolling with. Bad Can online. I just ask a question what? when you're done? Oh, yeah, no, when you're done. done, sorry. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports info from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Blandy, what's the question? Is it related to this or? No, did, did, did Dickie, did I hear Dickie say his parents bought a franchise and he started out as a dishwasher? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was interesting <laughs> too, but they want him to work for it, you know? Okay. All right. I'm just, uh, I'm just making sure that's what I heard. I don't, okay. And he was like, I started off as a dishwasher. I've worked my way up, yeah. you know, it's been a good few months. And like Dr. Dickie, you don't think that your parents being in charge have anything to do with that <laughs> fast rise? Right. Dishwasher <laughs> to assistant manager. Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing, Doctor uh, Dicky. We do need more deets, though. Yeah, maybe before, you could yeah. send us like some cookies before the negotiations. Try them begin. out. We could spread the word. Barry, speaking of betting, coming off of that ad, because mm. I don't know how to do this. Nick's idiot on Twitter wants us to give our over under on a few different things. Okay. Tibbs getting fired, Randall getting traded, and RJ is an all star. What does that mean? Give an over under. I mean, usually to X amount of games or something. So, I mean, he didn't ask for like odds. Percentages. Of it Maybe he means odds. Maybe that's, that's not over under. Over. I mean, is he saying like how like over under on how many games into the season will Tibbs get fired? Because no, I don't see Tibbs getting RJ fired is before an the end of the season. So, I mean, yeah, he, he, he just must just mean the percentage, right? Right. So, should we all do that? Tibbs gets fired. So that's between now and the start of next season, right? Let's let's do because this I don't think he's season. getting let's fired mid season. This season, no let's way. do this season. I don't think he's getting fired before the season. end of the season. Yes, no, no, way. no way. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying let's do it. Oh. this season. So Tibbs gets fired. I would say five percent chance of that. Yeah, things would have to go really, really wrong for them to let him go. Really, really bad. If you all haven't noticed, Leon yeah. and this front office is very conservative. Right. Yeah. No, I'd go with your. I, I'm on with your five percent. Julius Randle gets traded. Mm. See, I'm I don't think that's going to happen 25%, either. 25%. Yeah, I'm definitely below 50% on that, even though yeah, some people aren't. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there, too. Oh, look at this. This is going to be a great show. <laughs> RJ is an all-star. I'd say... This year? 15%. <laughs> yeah. Definitely possible. I mean, year four, <laughs> no. guys have done it. And, I mean, with the way that his numbers have been increasing, it's certainly possible. I don't see it. What did you say, 15%? I say lower than that. No, I like your 15% as well. 85% chance he I think it might be, be lower, but... 15% chance... RJ would have to have like the greatest season to have ever had. Yeah, there's so many other people ahead of him in the in the Eastern. And everybody, and he's everyone hates RJ. Not anymore. I mean, people have been coming around. I definitely felt that over the last three years. Whether it's these lists that come out or how he's not living up to the height, they're always comparing it to Zion and Ja because of that draft class. However, you hear anybody kind of reviewing. You know, after this Donovan Mitchell trade went down and when RJ's name came up in trades, and I'm talking big media, everybody I've ever heard talk about RJ and the Knicks possibly giving him up all agreed that the Knicks should not have given up RJ in any package, that they're all still on RJ on an, and on his ceiling. And that's the first time I've heard that consensus. And and I mean, I've heard major uh, media personalities saying that. So I think it's I think people are coming around on him finally. All right, speaking of that, let's hear what Ralph has to say on that subject. Jay, play voicemail number two. Hi, gang. This is Ralph. I just wanted to let you know that uh, watching the Liberty is my own decision. I do enjoy watching the Liberty play. and um, When they're on TV that I can see it, I watch it. I don't subscribe or anything, but when it's available, I watch. Second of all, I feel relieved that we did a good job with Mitchell because I did not want to lose RJ and the other players that might have been involved. Not the picks. I could care less about the picks. But so I'm happy the way things turned out. We just have to see how things go. So listen, I, I don't want to talk a, a whole episode about Donovan Mitchell again. We were saying before we started, yeah. uh, do we really have to talk about Don Mitchell? But there are things that came out since it should, the last It should show. be a rule. Like, you know, you don't wear white after Labor Day. You don't talk about the Donovan Mitchell trade after Labor Day. That was going to be but... This is going to be it. I promise you all. Okay. M- maybe we spend like five or 10 minutes talking about some shit that's, that's gone down since the trade or since the last show. But then we're done. Don okay. Mitchell was, is not a Nick. And has never been a Nick. And we don't need to, we just need to forget about him, right? Right, until three years from now. So coming off what Ralph just said, right, yeah, I know. Or two years when he starts wanting out. Did you read this article from Mark Berman or hear any of these quotes from him? That, that He's swearing and he knows. He said, don't let anybody fool you into thinking anything other than that R.J. Barrett, signing R.J. Barrett to this extension was a consolation prize. That the Knicks wanted to move him for Mitchell and they only decided to extend him once they knew they were out of the Donovan Mitchell trade. Barry, is there any chance that's true? Because I don't want to believe it, be- but I-, I don't want to believe it because it's Mark Berman. And we all just assume that he's full of shit all the time. <laughs> but is there a chance that's true? Because when you think about all these conflicting reports, and then I listen to that quote from Berman, I actually wonder if he's right. I think there's a version of that that's true. I think that you need to explore that option. I think that if you, there's no way that you can possibly believe 100%, with 100% certainty that RJ Barrett is going to rise above where Donovan Mitchell is at this point. There's a great chance that he will, but there's, there's, it's not 100%. And where Donovan Mitchell is, it's no doubt he's a better player than RJ Barrett is right now. So you have to explore that option. Now, when that deal didn't go through, it's okay for the Knicks to pivot. And assess and see where they're at. It's not that it's a consolation prize, but you're constantly, you're constantly seeing what you can get, what you have, and I don't think it's black and white. I think that you have to make the best decision for your organization, and it's a fluid thing that's always changing. And it doesn't mean that they don't have this high regard for you. It's mean they're running a business. They have to. They're going to be, you know, he wants to be here. Leon Rose, the front office, they want to be here in control, you know, in control of this team for as long as they possibly can. Their jobs are on the line. 
You know, they have a big responsibility. So they're doing all their due diligence. And you can't just turn a blind eye to any star free agent that pops up or star player that requests a trade. You have to explore all these things all the time. So I think there's a version of that. I don't I don't I don't think anybody was all in or all out on RJ. What about the order of events that leading up to when Mitchell got traded? That Friday night before Mitchell got traded, right? When news came out, was it Friday or Thursday? When news came out late at like midnight, that that the deadline passed. Leon had a deadline for for Ainge that if they didn't agree to this deal, RJ was going to get signed to an extension, right? That was Friday night? Was that a Friday night? It It was a Monday night. It was a Monday night? Yeah. And then a few days after that, Ainge agreed to the deal with the Cavs. And everyone was questioning, like, how does that make sense? Like setting a deadline to give RJ an extension. And then you still heard his name in rumors after that. This doesn't make any sense. Is it possible that this trade to the Knicks was dead days before we thought it was? And the Knicks knew it was dead at that deadline. But that was really the deadline for just making a trade at all with us. And after that, it was it was entirely dead. We spent days thinking they were still working, but it never made any sense to me. Right. But maybe it was that point that they moved on. Right. I mean, again, you know, this is a negotiation. So you're constantly putting things on the table, taking things off the table. So it is very possible that Rose did say, look, this is what we're offering. Take it or leave it because we have to make sure that our team is in order. And I guess extending RJ, you know, by a certain date was important to Leon. Which he did. I, But I don't think that the Knicks thought that it was done. I believe that they still thought that they were in the game. It's just, you know, they weren't going to have RJ in that deal. I, but I think I think they still thought they were big players in this. In this. And did you, did you see this report that uh, Rick Buecher is saying that the Jazz officials didn't want to send Donovan to New York? And they they're, basically their goal was to not send him here just because he wanted out of Utah. So they didn't want to send him to his number one place. Not really a punishment on him, maybe equal punishment for him and the Knicks out of spite. Yeah, that's a little bit harder for me to to believe. Because they sent him to Cleveland, do you mean? Not not like go suffer in Cleveland, but they didn't send him to the place he wanted to be. The place. Right. That, that's a little bit harder to believe. And that seems like it's something easier to fabricate, you know, um, that, and get legs That seems like that one of those story. things where like maybe if he had been vocal about wanting to get out of there, that maybe they do it despite him. But like from all appearances, like he, right. he wasn't being an asshole about it. Right. And that's like the other they, thing that deserves credit too. Why would they want to do that to him? Right. He didn't do wrong by them like publicly. At the least he maybe should we, have. We know of. Maybe should have. So, I mean- right. That might be the kind of thing where if he was bad-mouthing them left and right, that maybe they'd be like, fuck you, we'll send you here. But, I mean, nobody knows that to be the case. But they he wasn't bad-mouthing them, but the fact is he wanted out. He signed a contract. Well, I mean, he wanted out early. They wa- they're rebuilding. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, you, I'm glad you bring that up. <laughs> what is it? The Jazz are rebuilding, getting rid of their stars, or the players want out? Would they have kept Donovan Mitchell if he didn't want out? No, they they had no choice but to break this thing up. They probably realized they had reached their ceiling with the group of guys that they Look, had. The Jazz were one of the best teams in the regular season for the last few years. But it was apparent that they didn't have enough to get over the hump and it wasn't going anywhere and it wasn't working out with the setup that they had. And, you know, Danny Ainge is the type of guy that, you know, if he can build something from the ground up and, you know, continue to add to his legacy you know, as, as a GM, he's going to do it. Some teams have a better shot building through the draft. Maybe that's like, you could say that about us probably. I don't think players are clamoring to go to Utah. I hear a lot of players no, knocking no just way. being in Utah, you know, and the lifestyle there. So maybe they have, I mean, seems like they have to build through the draft. They can't just add, easily add stars to that team. No, and Danny Ainge has a track record. I mean, that he's doing now or he's going to try and mimic what he did with the Celtics, you know? Yeah. Now, like you mentioned, Donovan Mitchell comes out of this thing smelling clean. He comes to Madison Square Garden December 4th. That's the Cavs' first game against the Knicks. PA announces the starting lineup for the Cavs. They announce Donovan Mitchell. What happens? Booed. I don't think so. I don't think think the opposite. I think he gets applause. I don't know if he's he going to get applause. Out, I just I, think I it's going to be New York Luke guy Moore. again, you know, and again, I mean, th- th- this summer, Knicks fans went through this summer basically p- 
picturing him in a Knicks uniform every single day this summer. They, they basically thought it was a done deal. He was a Nick. And it's almost like once a Nick, always a Nick. And I know he technically wasn't, but in no, all of these fans' minds, he was. And he's right, always, Barry. he's a New Yorker. <laughs> and again, he's going to be a free agent again in his prime. No, what are you soon doing? To come. I guarantee you, talking about, I you guarantee doing? you, he gets Barry, applauded you're a disgrace for even and not putting booed. this in the show. All I'm right. just telling you what I expect I to happen. I should just cut it out because it's horrible. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because you're gearing, Nick, you're gearing like fans up to wait terrible. for Donovan Mitchell in three years. He Once a Nick, always a Nick. Once a Nick, always a Nick. New York's own. Then LeBron's Donovan a Mitchell. Nick. What? Then LeBron James is a Nick. Then uh, mouth, Kevin Durant is a Nick. I've been to Kyrie Madison Square Garden enough, and I've heard players get booed, and I've heard opposing <laughs> players get cheered for. And this is a player who will get cheered for. He just is. I don't know. Because, Overwhelmingly? You think there'll be no, overwhelming cheers? There's a bad taste. More than there will everyone. be booze. There's a bad sure. taste in all of our mouths. And it's not yeah. Donovan Mitchell's fault. But it's not but against it's not Mitchell. Gonna, I'm just going to tell you, like, for different. me, if he comes this out, isn't, this I'm isn't not going to be able agent. to cheer for him. This is Barry, not a free Jay, agent you that chose another destination. No, what would I have to cheer? He's on the other team. He's on the other team. Who gives a shit? Why would I cheer for him? I'm not cheering for him. If anything, no. I don't think fans are going to boo him, but if I had to choose between two, I'd fucking boo him. Because <laughs> you know what? He's not a fucking Nick. Yeah, but I mean, what are you talking about? Terrible. Blandy, hit voicemail number three. Yo, 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 Craig. What is up, Barry motherfucking B? And good day to Jay. It's your boy, Dr. Dickey. Just finished up uh, first episode of season six. Great episode. I am so thrilled this year. Uh, I think our team is in a really good spot. I'm extremely happy that we did not give up the farm for Donovan Mitchell. You look at it and what, what's trading RJ for Mitchell really? I mean, you're trading for an extra five, seven, eight points a game. Is that enough to get a win? You're also losing a lot of height there, like five inches. Defense is going down big time. You've got two ball-dominant guards in Brunson and Mitchell. I, I think that would just really ruined us, personally. If we could have got it for, like, maybe Grimes and a lot of picks and the Fournier, yeah, definitely something like that you pulled the deal, even an Obi, as much as I love both of those guys. But I'm happy we didn't overpay. I think we're on a really good trajectory. Uh, the one thing I would love to see us do is get rid of fucking Randall. Uh, if we could package Randall and Fournier and, uh, I don't know, maybe send them over to the Wizards and get Kristaps back. Uh, probably have to throw in, uh, Monty for the salary, but the numbers would work. I think it would be an ideal fit to have a better defensive minded four. Um, you know, he's going to give you the same board production. He's consistently a good three-point shooter. I think in uh, Dallas for three years, he shot like 34% or something like that. Uh, with the Wizards, he shot like 37%. He still can give you 20 points any given night. Um, he, he can space the floor. He runs pick and, well, uh, pick and roll well. He has, you know, chemistry with Brunson. I would really love to see Chris Stapps back over here. You know, you take someone like Randall who – it's going to give you five-plus assists a game. Well, that's because he has the ball in his hands all the time. With Brunson, we don't need that anymore. I think it would just really change our game to have two seven-foot-plus defensive-minded bigs in the paint. Uh, but in general, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, really stoked for this next season. I'm actually slightly more stoked for the pod than I am the actual Knicks basketball games. Real talk. High praise. But, uh, yeah. Until next time. How about that? Are we so desperate? Oh. What is this song? That's our Latvian music. Oh, that's Latvian music? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are we so desperate was. to get out of this Julius Randle? No. That we're going to bring back the unicorn, the former unicorn turned snake. 
Chris Snaps Porzingis. No way. No Who, way after the Knicks Chris are bringing Stapps, him back here. After Chris Snaps left here, we had a whole segment on taking shits on Latvian beaches. Remember that? <laughs> not even sure exactly what that was about. I was not here for that. Wow. I think it was a meditation it was. segment. And it was talking about taking <laughs> shits on, on the That's... beach in Latvia mm-hmm. as payback. Wow. It's interesting. I looked up Chris Dapps's contract because it feels like, oh, why would we take on that horrible contract? But he's Is only got so two bad? years. It's this year and next year left on it. So Julius does go one extra year. I think he's got four years. Le- actually, two extra years, I think. They wouldn't bring him back no. here. No I way. would consider it. I would do it. Mm. Really? Randall. I think I might. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? No. Nope. Well, you know, it doesn't it doesn't like solve your problems because I know that people want to get rid of Randall for the attitude and also to just start Obi. So if you're bringing Chris Naps, you're starting Chris Naps. And the attitude, it's a different kind of attitude, but between him and his brothers, it didn't go well the first time here. Right, but you're right, though. I mean, if you're moving Randall, it's to move Obi into, into the starting four. So why would you why why would you do that for Porzingis? I guess only if you think Porzingis is an improvement over Randall in the starting lineup. But yeah, I agree. If I'm moving Randall, I want to because I want to go young. I want to go young. Guys, I have a question. Do we have to trade Julius Randall? It's a slim chance we actually trade him. Do we have to trade Julius Randall? I don't think so. I mean, listen. If we get halfway through the season and he's as toxic on the court as he was last year, then maybe. But you know, you would hope that he's going into the season with a better outlook. You know that they would have talked to him at the end of last season and just said you can't, you can't pull that crap again. Yeah. And if it continues, then sure, but you got to at least give him a chance to turn around. You hope that somebody spoke to him about it. Um, I mean, even if, even though he should be well aware enough, somebody has to have that conversation. Has to have that conversation with him. The other thing is, he needs to play less. I'm not saying to rip him out of the starting lineup because I think that's you know kind of ridiculous. But before he joined the Knicks. I mean, he was playing less than 30 minutes a game. His final year in New Orleans, he played 30. Before that, he would play 26, 28. All of a sudden, he comes to New York, and he's averaging 35 minutes a game, 37 that miraculous season that he had. It's too many minutes. There's no reason why he should be playing that much. You know, Giannis plays that many minutes sometimes. Isn't that more of a Thibodeau problem? It is. It certainly is a Thibodeau problem, and I hope, that that's one of the adjustments that gets made. Not necessarily that he gets traded, but his role in this team changes. He takes a back seat knowing that RJ is continuing to emerge. Brunson is here. He's going to take on more full-time duties, you know, at at, at you know, uh, handling the ball where Julius doesn't have to. And again, be just be more productive when you're out there, but play less. And that'll open the door to give Obi an extra five minutes a game. I, I just hope we see that happen. But it, yeah, that's a Thibodeau thing. But again, it right. works hand in hand because that could totally change Julius's game. The question is, if Julius sees all this happening around him, okay, I'm getting played less. Okay, they're featuring RJ more. They're featuring Jalen more. What do they really want from me? And now, okay, so I'm not a number one on this team. So should am I a leader on this team or not? Should I have to hustle or not? Right. You just hope that he doesn't resort to that. And like, is that what was going on last year? You know, and the yeah. thing is, no, you know, take a look deep inside yourself. Give 110 fucking percent when you're out on the court. Show that you're a leader, you know, and even if your overall numbers are going to go down and they're not going to be in line with your career stats, at least maybe your efficiency will go back up a little bit closer where it was two seasons ago. See, the one thing that I think that hurts us here when it comes to him He's only about to turn 28. This is not a guy who's like 32 going on 33, and he could look at RJ, who's 22, and be like, well, he's the future of the team. I mean, he's older, clearly, but he's, it's not like he's that much older. I mean, he's only going to be 28 years old. This is not a guy rounding out the end of his career, the twilight of his career, and he's like seeding the team to somebody else. Two years ago, he was the guy. He's not even 30 yet. He's not going to be 30 till the end, you know, for another couple of seasons. So I think that's one of those things, though, where that 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 could hurt because he like why would he want to stick around and let someone else be the guy when he he's still in his prime? Well, then he's got to look at himself in the mirror and say, well, "What the hell happened last year? What w- what was I doing? What was going on? You know, what 
who do I want to be in this league? And, you know, what kind of teammate do I want to be? You know, what's interesting for normal players, if, if they aren't, aren't playing well, right, they don't, they don't, they might sit, they might not start, they might be replaced, supplanted. I almost want Julius traded because I don't trust Thibodeau. Because I'm afraid that he's going to do exactly what he does every season we've we've had Thibodeau, which is, you know, no matter how Obi's playing or no matter how bad Julius is playing, he brings him back in for the final eight minutes of the game and they blow a game they had a lead in or he brings the starters back in or he, he sort of has these allegiances to players regardless of how anyone's playing. I don't trust Thibodeau to make the right decisions during the year. If if Julius and Obi are on the same team, it's ridiculous to say Obi should start over Julius to start the season, right? It's not happening. You can talk about it all you want. It's not happening. But is it ridiculous for a normal coach if 50, 50% of the way through the season, if his $100 million power forward is having a worse year than Obi Toppin, that he would maybe consider starting Obi Toppin over Julius? I don't think that would ever happen with Thibodeau ever right. there's no well, chance the word on the street is that oh. Thibodeau oh, on the street well I mean it's okay. been reported that supposedly I think this might have been a Berman thing oh, but no. supposedly Thibodeau relax relax <laughs> Thibodeau grew fonder of Obi specifically towards the end of the season um, and he liked the player that he became, and and he he became more of an Obi fan, which apparently he might not have been when they drafted him and and the beginning of his career. So combine that with the fact that there's got to be you know th- this huge analytics you know part of the Knicks team that must be in Thibodeau's ear when they're all reviewing shit has to tell him you know look at what ha- what's happening when Randall's on the floor and look what what's happening when Obi's on the floor. There's a lot of value to what Obi's giving you. And again, I don't need him to supplant Randall in the starting lineup. What I need is a is a minutes shift, you know, and, and get those minutes over to Obi. Fred Katz in the Athletic was going through minutes, and the way he was breaking it down, he said if things go the same way that they went last year, he said there was like 14 minutes a game for Obi. Now he didn't say that was right, but basically, if the rotation kind of stays the how he thinks it will go this year, that leaves about 14 minutes a game. For Obi, well, that's, which is that's just, because it's not you, nearly you enough. very rarely ever saw you know Obi and Randall on the floor together, and Randall's you know getting over thirty five minutes a game. What do you? What about this? I think that this is my consolation prize if if Randall can't be moved and Obi can't be in that starting lineup. Fournier, he doesn't have to start. I don't think he needs to start. If that's, if, if that's we the can, one thing. If we can just start Grimes in that starting lineup, and it's Brunson, Grimes, RJ, Randall, and Mitch, that would be. Very digestible for me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think that's the only possible change in the starting lineup. And wouldn't you feel re- like I I would be ecstatic if it's Julius out of there and Obi and Grimes starting. But I understand Julius starting. He's <laughs> Thank you. maybe the most talented player on the team, right? <laughs> but if Grimes is in there over Fournier, I, I can roll with four young guys. Four, not four young guys, but four players who you know are the Knicks or, or us are excited to be a part of the future of this team in the starting lineup, knowing they're all getting minutes. I can deal with Randall in there. If Grimes starts, but Fournier and Randall together just feels like like we haven't improved that much from last year. Can Fournier come off the bench, Barry? Yeah, he can. I mean, that's not something I'm going to go out and protest and hold up signs for to get Fournier out of the starting lineup. Um, although, I, you know, I wouldn't, hold it against you to say to have Grimes in the starting lineup. I could get behind that too. I don't think it's a huge needle mover one way or the other. I know what, obviously I know what Grimes gives you. It's good for defense. Over Fournier. Exactly. Exactly. He's going to play, you know, the entire length of the court where, you know, Fournier is a little bit of a liability when you, you know, in comparison to Grimes. But I mean, that, that, that's not a huge deal for me. It might, but it might not make a big, it might be, not be a needle mover in winning games, but as far as developing these guys... Let's ad- admit it. Grimes is on the fast track. He played a lot last year, more so than he would have. You know, it, it was only after Derrick Rose got hurt that he started getting those minutes, and then, you know, he continued to be to be put out there, and he did well. But, you know, I, I don't want to overstate what he is. Everything that he's shown us is great, you know, especially for 
a guy that's played, you know, one season. It's great. I, I can't say that he's earned the starting spot over Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier had a good year last year. He really did. I mean, he took a lot of heat last year. And when it comes down to it, he was one of their most consistent. No, no, he players. didn't. No, he wasn't. Yes, he, he was. wasn't consistent. Yes, he was. He had a good season. He did. No, he wasn't consistent, Evan Fournier. You don't remember last season. Evan Fournier was not a consistent player. He was scoring like 40 plus points and then having three games in a row in single digits. He wasn't consistent. Right. He had huge but games. he had a good season. He, he had, had a good a overall good season. season. His efficiency was good from three the entire season. And he was taking yeah. almost eight three-pointers a game. And he still shot with like 38, 39 He's an incredible 39%. shooter. That step back three of his is 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 great. Like he he hurts them on the defensive end. On the offensive end, I don't. I mean, I don't think he hurts them. How many he points? How many points, you wanna... how many points do you think he averaged in uh, the five games in April he played? In April? Yeah. I mean, well, I think for the season, I think it was like fourteen. So I... yeah, like fourteen and change. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, maybe eleven because maybe he was playing a little less at the end of the season. Ten points. Okay. Thirty-two percent so, so from three. In April, I'm looking at the whole season. Now, you want to tell me he shouldn't be playing 30 minutes a game because that's what he was averaging, 29 and a half minutes a game last year. You want to tell me those should be cut down? Sure. I'm in agreement with you because, again, we're looking at what's most likely a 10-man rotation. He, and we he, want he to had, see he Grimes had, on the court. He uh, He's just not as consistent as you guys are claiming he is. He had a lot of big games and then he had I'm many, just saying you know you know what games. he's going to give you. And he's a valuable right. player and to he have. He gives you what you need him. Like you don't need him to score twenty points a game. That's not what he's there for. He stretches, you know, the the defense out. He he spreads the floor. Like that. That's what he does. He's a three point shooter. That's what he is. Wow. He's so really you guys are two it. big Evan Fournier fans, unlike Barry's uh, son, who hates Evan Fournier. I hate you, Evan Fournier. <laughs> no, I just don't think that he like he's not the issue. Agreed. They, are, he's not the issue, but he's year, not. There are more issues. He doesn't move the needle. Bigger issues than him. So no, you I might as well play a guy who is at least Grimes is going to be comparable to him shooting threes. He will be. So it's comparable to Evan Fournier. So so at least Grimes plays D. He's young. He's a part of the future of this team. You might as well develop him. Evan Fournier is not going to give you anything that Grimes can't give you. He's for not. me. It's a silly conversation only because for me, in my opinion, I don't care. Between Grimes and Fournier, who's going to start and who's going to come off the bench? They're both going to get For me, it doesn't matter to me. And I know the guys who are going to be around them in whichever rotation they're going to be in. And for me, I think they can both – they're both essentially going to work the same way. And again, I know they do different things. But they're going to both essentially work the same way with the guys around them. Because at least on offense, in that role, their number one thing is going to be, okay, catch and shoot, you know. Spot up, get open, we're going to hit you, and you're going to put it up for three. That's going to be their main role on offense, either one of them. And I know Grimes is you know, going to be continuing to develop. It's only his second year. He's going to continue to develop to put the ball on the floor and you know, to create and this and that. But, but that's really their number one thing. That's what they're out there for because this team needs it. They're not getting a lot of shooting from everywhere else. A lot of Knicks fans remember how he was scoring 40 points and then following up with three. He had, he had a game against Indiana. He had zero points. In 22 minutes. The next game, he had 41. Look, all I'm saying is he's out there for a shooting. And in a season where he set the Knicks franchise record for most three-pointers in a season, he did it at a 39% clip. Because we're terrible. Because our history is terrible. Uh, well, us being terrible doesn't make the ball go in. The and he shot. He shot. <laughs> he shot. Like, that's what's, but that's what's happening. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe he gets more shots because of that. But Across that the NBA, the every year, the players are setting records like that for teams. Because the, the three-point shot is so prevalent now. It's not... That's not, no one shoots it, shot it before like they do now. It's not crazy that Evan Fournier has that record. Right. Everyone's shooting threes like at alarming rates now. That but record might be, a great that record might be broken in two years. Okay. Maybe, maybe Blanderson can look this up. I'd like to know the list of guys that have taken last season at least seven attempts per game and shot over 39% from three. Let's see, Kyrie Irving, Anthony Simons, Lonzo Ball, Devin Kennedy, Kennedy, and Patty Mills, it looks like. That's it. And Fournier. Well, Fournier shot 
Oh, because it was 38.9? 38. 38.9% technically. So I was looking at 39. Okay, yeah. But so it's like five or six people. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. It's it's not a big group of guys that shoot that type of volume at that percentage. That's all. I'm saying you've got a good weapon on your team. He's not, you know, the end all be all. And again, he doesn't doesn't supplant him in the starting role, but he does what you need. He has as to much do. of an argument to be there as Grimes does. That's all. I don't think people are going to care either way, though, if it's one starting versus. Oh, yeah, they do. They will. Yeah, no, correct. Yeah. What, yes. You mean they want Grimes yeah, to yeah, start? Yeah, they do. Yes. I don't think they it makes that do, much of a difference, I should say. Right. In terms a lot, of, a lot the of, fans, of the game. A lot of fans yeah, want, want to see the, the young guy. They want the defense in there because Brunson is not known for his defense, and they don't really want to see Brunson and Fournier together. Well, then you have ben, uh, Brunson and Fournier and Randall out there on the court to start things off. Yeah, then you know. you know, but then you'll get those people. Let's say Fournier does start. You're going to get the people that say, "Oh, I love when the second unit's on the floor." Grimes and Rose and Quickly and um, Obi and then Hartenstein. I love those five together. It's going to work out either way. Play voicemail number four, Blandy. Hey, what's going on? This is Sean from Orlando. First and foremost, long time, first time. So, you know, we missed out on Spider. That's a big deal. But it could be a blessing and a, and a nightmare, depending on how you look at it. Option one, this is nightmare. If we go ahead and we keep Fournier, we keep Randall, we don't make the playoffs, we end up getting the 13th pick and the 22nd from Dallas, and we go ahead and we can't get another star, it's actually a blessing. If we go ahead and can, can move off of both those guys, we can make the playoffs with RG and the kids. We end up getting, like, the 22nd pick and the 25th from Dallas. We turn around, we get in, uh, someone like Amari that ain't broken. What do you guys think? Option one or option two? Appreciate it. I mean, option wow. two includes us making the playoffs. The, the thing is, I mean, you move <laughs> Randall and Fournier. You didn't say what we get back to go off those. And I can't imagine it's going to be anything to write home about. The, the, the hard part of that story to believe is that, um, that they would make the playoffs with Brunson and RJ as the two leading guys with like minimal help against the rest of the East, which is a pretty killer East. But I think that would be his best case scenario is that we, we yeah, play, play all the kids, don't have to deal with Randall, and don't have to watch Evan Fournier, who's horrible anymore. <laughs> and we move off of those guys and we play RJ and the kids. We make the playoffs. We got a lower pick, but all's great because we're a better team. <laughs> that's the that's the dream scenario. The, the nightmare is we keep both of them. We don't make the playoffs. What would we pick? I mean, come on. Look again, is all the negativity that here? Randall brought last year and 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 his horrible play and 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 attitude. I still think he gives you a better chance to make the playoffs than Barry, losing. Him. I, I just, I'm Barry just hanging my hat on and Blandy were just saying that he comes around. They would choose the nightmare, Sean. They they would choose. Whatever, whatever it takes to keep. Fournier. I just don't think that the second option is realistic. Would you guys rather keep Fournier on the team and not make the playoffs, or get rid no. of him and make? Come the on, playoffs? Craig. I'm just making That's sure. Question. I'm just checking. No, but the second scenario is not. I don't think it's realistic. Just answer the. Of course, we would have won option two, though. It. I. I agree. <laughs> There's some questions yes. about how realistic this is. But many. It's not delusional. I feel like we were saying this last year, and maybe it is delusional, but Knicks fans do think that we would be better, a better team in the end, if Randall wasn't playing. And people say we're better when he's not playing. That was the case last year. Yes, you, there, there's definitely- So then why is it so, I'm not saying this is how it would go down, but if that argument would hold true, if you say, all right, Randall's not going to play this year, we're going to be better. Maybe we can make the playoffs. I just don't see it. I'm also here to give Randall another chance. I'm I'm probably in the minority. Who's replacing those points, those rebounds? Who's who who's replacing those things? Well, everyone else who gets playing time. It doesn't have to be filled with one person. Who's replacing that negative energy when Randall Cam Reddish. Cam, you need to get rid of Cam Reddish too. He's he, he just feel that he's bad energy. He's already requesting a trade. He wants more opportunity. We didn't even talk about that. He wants yeah. he, he wants a better opportunity. He just wants to be handed a fucking opportunity, dude. Earn your time. Yeah. You got to love he was here for like half a season and he's already worried he's not going to get playing time. He's in a bad out. spot. He's in a really bad spot. It's not his fault. I mean, they traded for him with no intention. I mean, it's the, his fault that he wants out already, but you don't want to yeah, earn it's it? It's not his fault. I mean, he's not going to get an opportunity. Can you blame him? Yeah. 
It's not his first team. This isn't his first team. Did he not? He didn't have an opportunity with Atlanta. You don't I mean, think the problem might be him? He got traded to a team that's not going to give him an opportunity either. I mean, it makes no sense. Fight for Trade it. Trade made no sense. Fight for, for it. Maybe he will in training camp. If he doesn't think he can overcome any of the players are in front of him on one of the worst teams in the league, arguably, or at least most people <laughs> think we are, then what kind of star can he ever be? All right, you all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Oh, where, where, what happened? Oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, you quit. No, I meant to put this up. <laughs> Don't let me forget to take it down when I'm done. You can leave it up. Who cares? You think people give a shit, Blandy? Well, Barry gave me a hard time last I week. Should, I realize I should have. Most people listen to this as a podcast. Yeah, 99% of the audience listen to it. They have no idea what's going on behind your head. For those who listen, that's you know that's the reason why you should check out YouTube because Blandy puts up a fake news set behind him for this. That's right. You just can't even see because my freaking big ass head is in the way of it. Mm. There you go. Breaking news. All right, Blandy. Well, you, you said you were going to no do this. No you're going to move at a faster pace this week. All right, you're so a couple of quick me. bites here at the very beginning. Uh, Danilo Gallinari <laughs> out for the season towards ACL. We've uh, been signed by the Celtics during the offseason. Um, Montrez Harrell signed a two year, $5.2 million deal with the Sixers today to help. Boost their front line and their toughness. How much are Knicks uh, fans going to throw up when they see Melo in a Celtics jersey this season? <laughs> you really have a lot of people pushing to bring him back. Like we don't need to bring him back. No, now that we don't have Mitchell, no, I don't need Melo back. It's, I would have taken not him necessary. With him. Uh, September uh, this coming weekend is the NBA Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony. There's a whole bunch of people being enshrined, but all you really need to know that people here would be interested in is George Carl, Manu Ginobili, and Tim Hardaway. Uh, and also, uh, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook have a very, very, uh, you know, well-known uh, back and forth, an antagonistic relationship. They'll be playing with the uh, with the Lakers together this year. Doubtful. Uh, but Patrick Beverly was he gave a had a little news conference today after practice. I want to play this for you. I don't know if you heard this. Uh, he was asked about playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis. You'll be playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made the playoffs last year. They didn't. That's the difference. Have you, have you guys started talking yet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I'm for. I'm, I'm glad that you know we get a chance to play with each other. Then you know, anything else? I'm excited to see it go on. I'm excited to you know to get the battling going. They get to play with me. He's got a lot of balls, Patrick Beverly, for a dude who's really not all that good. It's been like that his entire. All right, career. let's move on to some salacious stuff here. Some good stuff. So uh, LeBron James and Drake. Are being sued by t- for uh, ten million dollars by Billy Hunter, the former head of the NBA Players Union, over rights to uh, a, well to a documentary that the two of them are producing that he claims he has the uh, rights to. Um, also, Larsa Pippen, who we've talked about here before, was apparently seen out on Sunday in Miami at a Japanese restaurant with none other than Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. Uh, we know that there's no love lost between Scotty and Michael, which was shown in uh, the Last Dance. But so now you hear here you have uh, Scotty's ex with Jordan's son. It appears as if they were on some kind of a double date with another couple. Uh, she's made her way around a number of NBA players, including uh, I think Ben Simmons, right? And is there an age difference between them, or is it is, was she well, young I mean, when she Mar- was with Pippen, and it's not that crazy? I mean, she's in. How old can Marcus? Jordan B. I mean, Michael's how old? Marcus Jordan's 31. Oh, and Larsa's 48. Pip- so she is pretty. Larsa Pippen is. Yeah, but most of her body is probably only a few years old. <laughs> That's the thing. Mm. Like her lips and her breasts are probably not more than a few years old. So it kind of evens out. So he's dating like so a three got- year old then? That's disgusting. <laughs> so, you, so you got that. Um, <laughs> That's like uh, the Kevin house- Durant. That's like House of Dragon, right? Yeah, oh yeah, with the two year old. Oh yeah. Two year olds. How about the guys suggesting that this. Four year olds. Yeah, and not only uh, <laughs> suggesting marrying a two year old, but it's his, his, her, uh, her half brother, right? Yeah. That, uh-uh. That's what it was. Why don't you have your 17 year old daughter marry your two year old son? <laughs> uh, bitch ass Kevin Durant has <laughs> been on Twitter complaining about his NBA 2K3 rating. He is? Well, yeah, was yeah. It? Again? He, didn't he, he complain uh, last he's got year? A 90, no, it's, yeah. He is a he was a 96 in 2K23, and he was on Twitter getting at one of the guys at 2K, 
saying that he should be a 99. I'm going to need an explanation on why I'm not a 99. This has become laughable. That's the type of shit you let the fans, you know, argue about or it's debate like, give over. Give me a break. You've got way more shit to worry about than that. How about worrying about Kyrie and not your rating? And speaking of KD, just to finish things up here, uh, I don't, have either of you heard of Lana Rhodes, adult film star Lana Rhodes? I'm not familiar with her work. I'm familiar with the work of plenty of uh, women in that industry, but not, not no. hers. Well, she's apparently a star. I don't know. She um, last year announced that she was pregnant. There was immediately all of this, uh, you know, all rumors swirling around who the the baby's father was. Logan Paul on a podcast claimed that it was an NBA star player. She apparently went out on a date with either Durant or Blake Griffin last year uh, and said that the person she dated was a Libra. The only person on the Nets at that time who was a Libra was Durant. But now she, you know, she's given birth to the baby, and the the word out there is that it could be KD's baby. She's gone public um, on social media saying, "I swear to God, I thought NBA players were nice guys." Next thing you know, I said I'm pregnant, and he told me to go fuck myself. So word out there is it could be Blake Griffin, but some signs are pointing to it being Kevin. Now, what are the signs? I heard he's got a he got a Nike deal already. The kid. What are the signs pointing to it being Kevin Durant over Blake I told Griffin? you the fact that she she, she definitely went out with him last year. That it yeah, she but she, has, does she know who it is? She acknowledged that it is an NBA star. Does she player. know which Logan, one? Logan Paul said it was an NBA player. She acknowledged it was. She claimed last year that she dated somebody on the Nets who was a Libra, and the only person on the Nets who was a Libra was so was she Kevin didn't Durant. date Blake Griffin last year. I don't know. There were rumors, I guess. But I guess people trying to connect the dots believe that it, it could, in fact, be Kevin Durant. Have there been pictures of the baby yet? Because I would think you just have to look at that baby's feet to see if it's Kevin Durant's. Shouldn't you look at his hairline, too? Sure, hairline. But feet. He's got those feet, KD. Um, Probably don't know what we're talking about. No, his feet? You've never seen a picture of his feet? You see that foot, Barry? Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking long That's foot. Kevin Durant's foot. It's like... I do we know that that's not photoshopped? Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I, can I get out of the way of the... I see like, it. You can't... It's a side-by-side side that they show. Oh, and they just zoom in on it? Yeah. We can keep talking about this, but that's the way. The best is. Knocking up porn stars, bitching about 2K23. Good friend. Never win a title without Steph. All right, guys, that's going to do for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a life at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Life, Barry at Barry Dworkin. And one of the biggest Fournier fans there is Blandy, at Blandy. And you can always call us. That's right. 516-33-MESH-1. Leave us your comments about the show or any comments about the Knicks or any questions you may have, and we will be sure to answer them on the next episode. Jay. Mm. Isn't there something that you want to talk about? You said that we can't did, have an episode without. I did this. just want to uh, just bring up one thing that that happened yes uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday at the uh, barbecue. As you know, we're at we're at a, this barbecue yesterday, and there's a tiny little bathroom right off the kitchen, which is always a horrible idea. But uh, you know, we were sitting there, and we were eating <laughs> snacks and stuff when we first got there. And I felt something brewing, and I was like, I'm going to hold out as long as possible because there's people all over the place. Maybe maybe I could get through the whole party without anything happening. Yeah. And then then I started to sweat. And you know, once that happens, it's like, you know. But this bathroom is right off the kitchen there, and it's tiny. And so I go in there, and I got in there just in time, and I absolutely destroyed the toilet in this house and I was so afraid the whole time that people in the kitchen could hear every single thing that was going on because there's a fan in there but it was not a loud fan did you run the faucet that's that's something I do sometimes no but there I didn't run the there is the fan and then I there was a candle burning in there so I wasn't necessarily worried about um the smell but I mean you know what another really another bad. move although it's tough to do it at the same time is you, is you cough 
really loud at the same time. <laughs> right. But it's hard. But it's hard, right, to do that. And the sphincter's right. going. It's tough to do. Do you know what I do? Right. You know my move. What's that? At work. Do you, do you, have you ever flushed the toilet that? every time? I try to, if I remember to, more for the smell aspect. No, but I, I do it, it like, like especially when I've got that explosive like diarrhea at to, work to cover the noise. And you want to like as it's. And someone's oh. in the stall, like next year, whatever, and you need to, like, let oh, it all out. Especially a commercial toilet where they're loud. I flush the toilet, and as I'm pushing the button, that's when I let that's it. That's when all you out. let it go. Yeah. And they're like those you toilets, are like, you know, it's like there. a crazy loud Woo! noise. Yeah. Um, it's the only way to do it. In my oh, mind. what I did, I did not have. You know what I did not have? That's a solid number two, man. A solid number two. It's not a solid number two. But the, the the worst part about it was, did you go into the bathroom? Yeah. It's very tiny. And when you're sitting on the toilet, there's like literally, there's like only a few inches between your knees and the wall. And so you go to clean up afterwards. I actually slammed my head into the wall because I wasn't paying attention. And it's literally right there. Right. And I ended up having to shift my body sideways right. on the toilet so that way I could actually lean but over. But then you bang your head on the sink. I needed to do. And then how do you, wait, how do you do you do you wipe sitting? Yeah, I do. Yeah, is it unusual not to? Because I had this argument with my uh, six-year-old daughter today. Who I don't know. I shit in front of my kids, and so I was shitting, and then I wipe in front of them. What? And I stand to wipe. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what are you talking about? Am I the oh, only no, one no, no, who no. stands to wipe? Forget, forget the standing. That's a whole separate issue. The <laughs> fact that you shit in front of your children and wipe in front of your children, that's that's the bigger question, and you're glossing over that. You took a picture of his fucking bathroom? <laughs> he just put up a picture of the bathroom. Yeah, but all I could see is a toilet paper holder. Is that all the toilet right, paper? That's you the can bathroom. see that the, the toilet ends right here. <laughs> So, like, there's not a lot of room there. And so I leaned in and you know, I... He's always I, working for I, the show, Craig. He's always thinking. I, he's like, I'm going to get I'm going to get photographs. He's got a fetish with bathrooms, man. He takes he photos does. of bathrooms. Yeah, he does. I, I wish I could... Yeah, his... Oh, his fuck are you doing? His folder to, on his I, computer is just filled with bathrooms. The, the picture itself... Like, I actually have a better picture, but because this is uh, portrait... I mean, uh, landscape and not portrait, it's, it's not giving you a good a good angle you could see there's like if i shared the screen with you you could see there's no room i smacked my head right into now, the Craig, what happens when you have company when you have company and guests is it still an open door policy at, at your house <laughs> no but when we're all getting ready in the morning going in and out of bathrooms everyone's using the bathrooms with the open doors that's it that's it yeah I, I definitely <laughs> took a picture i really should revelation to it but what that's a revelation it's not like we're not like having our, our privates flying all over the place. I'm like, I'm trying to be somewhat modest about it. I've got like a shirt covering me, and then when I'm standing, yeah, but I wiping, mean, is this just because you don't want them alone? Like, like if you're home by yourself and you go to use the bathroom, if it was like the door is open in case there's an issue. If it was wiping time though, and there was another person in the bathroom, related Would to you me ask or for not, privacy next of kin to me or not. I would still say, yeah, can you excuse me a minute? Can you leave the room and close the door? And then I would continue my business. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So you're being serious right now, 100% that. honest, or you're fucking with us? <laughs> no, I'm being totally honest, yeah. That'll do it for the show, guys, because I've got to digest this. I can't be the only one. You could be. I mean, it's different if your kids are really little. I mean, right. your kids are not really little. No, six and not. eight. That's not really little. Literally, they not, they were that's they not were wiping in front of them. Age eight feet from me as I'm wiping my ass, and we're having conversations as I'm doing it. But can they see you? <laughs> they can they see me? Yeah, we're face to face. They're in there, Jay. They're in there. Oh, they're in see, like a not... little. No, they're not in the bathroom. They're in a little hallway right beyond the door. But my daughter's like, why do you stand up to wipe? I'm like, what are you talking about? A lot of people do that, but apparently not. <laughs> oh, this poor child oh, and the therapy gosh. that she's going to have to endure. <laughs> Holy cow. 
All right. Here I am. I, it's hard for me to piss with somebody at a <laughs> urinal next to me, and you're you're wiping your ass. Oh, I can't piss someone. next to someone who's using a urinal next to me ever. Oh my gosh, stage fright. You're just you're just all out there. All right. Okay. Well, this show is presented by BetOnline.ag. <laughs> Until next time, it is a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.